Hello and welcome to this edition of the KKFI Arts Magazine Show. I'm Michael Hogue, your host. Glad to have you with us on this lovely Monday morning here in the city. And it is lovely as you listen to the Arts Magazine Show right here on KKFI 90.1 FM, your community radio station, right here in Kansas City, where next week at this time we will be beginning our fall fun drive. Here at KKFI, it will give you a chance to pledge your support for community radio, KKFI. We do this three times a year, not very often. And it's important that you uh, think about this, uh, maybe even put it on your calendar to pledge next week at this time. And pledge uh, this program and the radio station as well. The number to call for that will be 888-931-0901 or online at kkfi.org. Don't don't call now. The phone's only now. Is Phil setting up the phone system in the phone answering room uh, to my left? So it's not ready yet. But just a reminder, just want to put a bug in your ear that that's going to be happening next week at this time. It'll be 888-931-0901 to help pledge your support for Community Radio KKFI. Well, we have other things to talk to you about on the show today. No plays today. How unusual, but we have some important events as well going on. The Greater Kansas City Japan Festival will presenting their 20th annual festival. That'll be happening on Saturday, October the 7th, from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. at Johnson County Community College with the easiest address in town to remember, 12345 College Boulevard, Overland Park, Kansas, and here with us. Tell us all about the Japan Festival. Jema Akers, she is the Outreach Manager for the Greater Kansas City Japan Festival. Welcome to our show, Jema. Oh, thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Yes, J- Japan is such an intriguing place. It uh, is. When we think of Japan, we think of uh, uh, folklore, uh, mythology, uh, those Beautiful pagodas that they have, things of that nature. We we have that image of Japan, and I guess some part of the festival and the organization that supports it, the the American, uh, the Japan America Society. Yes, the Heart of America, Japan America Society. They're putting this on, and it's probably a lot of people who uh, I'm going to guess now uh, maybe are from Japan or uh, or are of Japanese ancestry. Well, there are a lot of people that fit that description, but there are also people who have an interest in Japan, but really have no actual um, family ties to Japan, but they may have lived there for a while, or they've visited, or they want to visit, or or they have an interest in something that um, is associated with Japan. Sure, sure. I guess uh, uh, service personnel, some of them were stationed there at one time. They probably have an interest as well. Uh, I mean, I know of at least one instance, and there are, there are many more, of a, a gentleman who met his now wife when he was uh, yes. in the service over there. Yes, and there are also people who have uh, gone to Japan t- to teach English, and, and we have a person who was um, here at the station yesterday John Litton, who actually lived in Japan for 36 years. Oh, wow. So we have people who are just um, very knowledgeable about the culture and want to share that knowledge with Kansas City. And that's one of the reasons why your organization puts on the uh, Japan Festival. Now in its 20th year, I'm going to assume it's probably grown each year. It has. We estimate that at least 100,000 people have been to the festival over the 20 years so we like to think that they've learned a lot about japan that maybe they didn't know and then once they find that out they keep coming back to learn more sure it'll be again as i said earlier at johnson county community college that's at one two three four five college boulevard overland park kansas if you need to a map quest things you need that zip code and that zip code is six six two one zero and there'll be a lot of things going on on their literature here there's a list of of many things going on what would you like to talk about first you've got a long list here (laughs) Well, one of the things that's interesting is when you enter the festival, then you walk through what's called a Tory Gate. This is a model that was constructed of a classic Tory Gate in Japan, and they have been a traditional uh, Japanese gate that is 
commonly found at the entrance of a Shinto shrine. Oh, uh-huh. And it's very beautiful and very evocative of Japan. So when you enter the Carlson Center and you pass through that gate, then you're going into the experience of Japan. Very interesting. Yeah, so it's going to be in the Carlson Center. That's the big room down there. Yes, it is. And there will also be some activities in the Rainier Center as well and in the food court area. Oh, yeah, the food court. Now, some people will be going just for that, to experience the <laughs> Japanese food and things like that. But, 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 but I'm pro- you probably have an order you'd like to go in. What would you like to know. talk about first? Well, we can talk about the performers. We have oh, some good, really good. great performers on hand this year. Aya Yuchida and Joe Yamanaka, who were actually here at the station and performed a few songs yesterday. Um, she will be performing, and she'll perform twice they'll perform twice during the day so if you can't get there first thing in the morning don't hesitate to come in the afternoon because the performers will be performing more than once uh aya is what's called a j-pop singer so she's more contemporary japanese pop music and that's of interest for people who want to hear what's going on in the contemporary culture as well as the traditional culture. Then we also will have a great, great performances by Denver Taiko. Uh, they are one of the oldest North American Taiko drum uh, groups, and they're recognized as one of the best. So that will be kind of a a stunning and exhilarating performance. And then we will have more traditional and quieter Japanese uh, music as well, the shamisen, and we'll also have Japanese dance that will accompany uh, those performances. So there's a lot to look forward to musically at the festival. Yeah, so you'll have both kinds, more contemporary, more more of the old school, as they say it, type of music. Uh, so so something for everyone, young yes. young Japanese, older Japanese, and, uh, and fans yes. thereof. And we will also have an artist who is a sculptor, and she creates uh, candy art. And this is a traditional art form, and... It's very rare for women to be uh, masters in that area. And she actually has performed at Epcot Center for almost 30 years, and she recently retired. So it's really a great opportunity to see something that you probably won't see very often. And she creates those sculptures sculptures uh, right there in front of the audience so it's something really special i don't want to sound stupid but out of candy yes what kinds of candy well it's out of the materials that you would make candy with okay um but the way that she handles it she's able to form beautiful little small sculptures that are so beautiful you probably wouldn't want to eat them uh-huh. so. the, the mental image i had would be like taffy is it something like that yes yeah, something okay. but a lighter than that a lighter. and mm-hmm. she shapes it into objects yes just like uh clowns uh, make animals out of balloons around here but smaller but smaller. than that yes yeah, smaller more delicate more fragile yeah, smaller and more more delicate that would be difficult it it is, and it's really fascinating to watch. Yeah. Well, let's see. What else would the audience find found? How about how about the traditional uh, Japanese food? We snacks, sweets. I guess different examples of things. Yes, there will be local Japanese restaurants, uh, Samazama and Nara and Idoko will be on hand, and then the. Uh, culinary school of Johnson County Community College. You know, they're very renowned for their uh, program, and, and they will also have offerings of food there. So it's a great opportunity to try some good food, um, and that is an extra cost at the festival, oh, sure. so it's not part of the yeah, you have your but, admission, and, but then you have to buy your food. Yeah, That's not unlike most festivals around the area. But it's really a wonderful opportunity to try different things all in one location. So. I suppose when I 
think of Japanese food, I really think of two things, really. Uh, seafood and fish and, per- and perhaps uh, maybe rice. Yes, but there are other things as well. There's um, pork and there's even beef. You know, they have uh, some wonderful beef in Japan. So there's there's a broader range than what we generally think of. So that's another uh, kind of eye-opening element of the festival. As best you can, give some examples of the other things. They have probably lots of vegetables. As I recall, going to Japanese restaurants, always lots of vegetables. There are lots of vegetables, and there's also things that are raw, things that are grilled, things that are, you know, um, cooked in more traditional ways. So it's a broad range. If you don't like sushi, you don't have to worry. You have other choices. Yeah, well, <laughs> sushi uh, is is something we associate. Yes, with uh, with Japan, of course. The other thing, and this may sound silly, but I have to ask because people are probably wondering uh, what kind of utensils will I need? Uh, are they only going to offer me the chopsticks, <laughs> or should I bring my own knife and fork with me? No, you can. You don't have to bring your own knife and fork. <laughs> <laughs> I know people are thinking that, so I might as well ask. <laughs> you might as well, but no, you don't have to worry about that. You can, uh, you won't have to use chopsticks if if that's a problem for you. Is that still part of the Japanese culture to use the chopsticks, or is that oh. something that has uh, kind of faded away? Oh no, I no? think it's definitely still a part, and I. I see a lot of people who are not Japanese using chopsticks now at restaurants. So, mm. Well, it's sure difficult for me when I try. <laughs> <laughs> I would need some help doing that. You just have to focus. That's, that's right. What about the, and we, we touched on uh, snacks, sweets, things like that. What else uh, well, would there be available? Well, there will, of course, be um, the tea ceremony demonstration. That's something that's yes, very oh, yes. mm-hmm. well um, thought of and that is really very artful in the presentation and it is not really just about the tea it's about the thinking of who you're having this experience with about being in the moment fully present in the moment and about approaching the other with deep respect is tea time still? I mean, let's Hollywood stories. They they show tea time is a very sacred time. Uh, the guests uh, are told to remove their shoes. They sit down. They are served by uh, one of the ladies. Uh, I can't think of the name right now. The, the ladies that serve. Well, it all tea ceremony is a very uh, ritual and very, as I said, artful and aesthetic time. But that doesn't mean, of course, that every time you drink tea, it's a tea ceremony. But as I said, the tea ceremony itself is about something larger than the tea. It's about respect and Mm -hmm. art and and the ability to be uh, fully present in that experience and that moment. Sure. Yeah, we're speaking with uh, Jema Akers. She is the outreach manager for the Greater Kansas City Japan Festival. That happens this Saturday, October the 7th. It'll last from 10 a.m. until 7 p.m. at Johnson County Community College, 12345 College Boulevard in Overland Park, Kansas. So we're talking about some of the things that uh, you can partake in. While you're there, some of the things going on. We've we've covered uh, the musical performances. We might review that later on again for the people who are interested in specific artists. And we've been talking about the traditional Japanese food, uh, snacks, sweets, things of that nature going on. Uh, also next, uh, at least on the list I made, I thought people might be interested in the bazaar shopping extravaganza. Oh, Sounds big. It is big, and it's um, it's a great. Uh, place for people who like to shop and uh, take things home with them. There will be some handcrafted artworks from uh, Japanese artists, and there will also be kimonos, and there will be uh, homeware. So there will be a lot of items and 
people put a lot of energy into creating that bazaar and that shopping opportunity for our festival guests. And what kinds of things might be available? Oh, some beautiful uh, little, as I said, little ceramic items uh, with Japanese symbolism on them, um, some textile work. There's also, as I said, kimono. There are um, cups and plateware. There's uh, other wearable art besides kimonos. So there's a wide range of beautiful things that are not, um, you know, not commonly found in in shops around town. Mm-hmm. I suppose in the way of clothes now, uh, in their everyday lives, they probably were normal, perhaps even like we're dressed today. Clothes. Oh, yes. But they also have the traditional outfits that they wear. Is there certain times when they'll wear the traditional as, a, as opposed to the more modern costumes? Certain times of the day or for certain activities? Well, I'm not um, as knowledgeable about how they would approach that in Japan because, you know, it's different um, than when they're living here in the United States. So I really don't know the answer to that (laughs) question. Um, But I know that for more formal times, more formal experiences, that might be when they might choose to dress in a more traditional manner. Yeah. And, and I suppose they don't, and people probably don't always sit uh, on the floor by the mat uh, all the time. Either, no. Probably. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, these are things that uh, pop culture and uh, films and things like that have, uh, have led us to believe. Well, and speaking of pop culture, there will also be anime and manga there uh-huh. as well. And so there will be opportunities uh, for people to look at those exhibits and there will be items available in those genres as well. Okay. Let's move on now. Exhibits. Now this sounds exciting, especially for the young people. I expect to see a lot of young people flock to see the swords and the armor (laughs) and things of that nature. Yes, there will be samurai swords. Oh, wow. And there will also be martial arts demonstrations as well. And then there are workshops uh, so that people can kind of learn how to handle the swords, not the actual swords. They'll use sticks, but they can learn the motions. And so there are a lot of activities for families to engage in, not only just looking at the exhibits, but actually practicing things. There's Jack. Japanese calligraphy classes, oh, wow. and that's a, a fun activity for people, and they can take those things, create the calligraphy, and take it home with them, so that's kind of a, a cool thing to have. Yeah, yeah. the, the language uh, seems mystifying. It's more symbolic uh, than anything else. I guess a symbol means something, uh, like we would write things word for word. I guess they don't literally do that. No, it, it it has more, again, more of a um, visual component, I think, than ours And so does. there'll be calligraphy classes there as well. You mentioned earlier kimonos. Yes, those will be actually in the Japanese village, which is for families um, with children. They would have an opportunity to uh, try on kimonos and also the samurai armor and oh. have their pictures taken oh, well, I, with that. I expect that will do good business. <laughs> yeah, uh, all the young folks, uh, yes. they will want to be in, in a samurai outfit. Uh, yes, it, it's a nice thing, again, for them to take home with them. Oh, yeah, they'll put the picture in their room. Remember the I experience. am a samurai, they will say. <laughs> and do that as well. Japanese dolls, they are well known for that as well. Yes, and that's part of the more artistic exhibitions that we have. Um, there are also the beautiful um, bonsai. There will I was going to ask you that. about the gardening. Yeah. And then the Japanese garden landscaping. There will be information about that. And so that's, again, a 
more meditative, beautiful aspect of the culture that is important for us to share. And the Ikebana, which is the display of flower arrangements, there will be that exhibition as well. When you think of Japan, you also think of the tremendous gardens. Yes, the beautiful gardens. Oh, yeah. I've I've heard stories about the kind of... uh, uh, fertilizer that they use. <laughs> I haven't heard that. Story, oh well, I, then I better not say it on the air because what I was told what might not be right. And, uh, I never go most strictly by what I was told. I have to have backup on that before I'll believe it. But uh, but sometimes very exotic, very natural fertilizer mm-hmm. from what from what I learned. Mm-hmm. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, and they and they grow tremendous vegetables. I, I was told that uh, oh, tomatoes, yes. for instance, are much larger than ours. Yes, I've heard that as well. Um, So there's, let's see, I wanted to just take a moment to thank our volunteers as well, because the festival in the days preceding it and the day of the festival and the day after, over 200 people volunteer. And the festivals that have been going on for this is the 20th annual one, um, volunteers have made all of that happen. So I think that that's pretty amazing. Yeah, let's. I want to ask you about the society also. Let's say, what haven't I covered? Workshops, demonstrations, you covered that, cultural presentations as well, martial arts, uh, a vendor's contest, a contest for vendors. A contest, yes. And I don't have a whole lot of information about that. Well, they'll be competing then. They'll be competing. So, <laughs> hopefully with maybe discounts. But we, we can't go into prices here at KK. No, uh, we can't have to go find, into that. You'll have to find all that out uh, when you arrive at the Greater Kansas City Japan Festival. Again, this Saturday, October 7th. From 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. at Johnson County Community College, 12345 College Boulevard, Overland Park, Kansas. Again, if you map quest, the zip code is 66210. The organizer is the American uh, Japan America Society. They have a website. I suppose I should only give you the festival website to avoid confusing confusion. KCJapanFestival.org. And I guess all the information that uh, I and you have and more is probably on that website. It is. And you can purchase your tickets in advance and avoid having to stand in line. So The organizer is the Japan America Society. How long has that been uh, going on here? Oh, it's been going on over 50 years. So it's a wonderful organization. And I should mention that they have activities each month. They have speakers and um, to talk about. They have films and various things to inform the public and you can join the japan america society if you would like okay i guess i should give out the website then j k okay check that go back to the beginning k c j a s which stands for japan america society so kcjas.org, and you can learn then about the activities that they have going on. Involve speakers. I'll bet their potlucks are probably really good. <laughs> they are. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and the uh, website for the festival uh, itself is the kcjapanfestival.org. And again, the festival will be going on this uh, Saturday, the 7th, from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., uh, should they uh is is there a lot going on should how much time should they spend uh, going going through well there is a lot going on you could actually spend um the whole day if you chose but as i said if you can't spend the whole day don't think that it's not worth it to come because there's a lot going on throughout the day and so that we want everyone to feel like they got a full experience. Oh, sure. It, from past experience, what has been the most popular? Well, the music is very popular. Oh, so. And the drums are very popular because they're strong and powerful, you know, and it's a, it's a great kind of um, foray into another culture, you know. Um, but all of the music is very popular, and then the exhibitions are popular, and the shopping, people love the shopping, and, and of course the food is, is wonderful. For such a small place, and as you look at the map, it, it's, it's a, it looks like 
it's a very small place, but they do have a lot of people there. And is, is Tokyo still considered one of the largest cities in the world? Yes, I believe so. And there's a lot going on there. But, you know, the uh, ties between Japan and, and the United States and Kansas City are, there's a lot going on. Okay. So it's a, the festival is a great way to, if you can't go to Japan, uh, to learn more about it. Oh yeah. And for those, and like I said earlier, Japan has such a a mystery to it. It does. Anything you can learn about it uh, would uh, would be exciting. Really, uh, the the movies that come here, uh, uh, lots of the entertainers that come here. The baseball. They have great that's baseball. True. They love baseball. So that's something that we share too. Yeah, they have baseball as we do here, and some of the Japanese players uh, are in the major leagues. Have yes. been and still are. Yeah, I know. Uh, I only have like a minute, but sumo wrestling. <laughs> That's always very, very entertaining to watch on television. It is. And actually, we have this is another opportunity for uh, families, the sumo suits, so they can put those on and, <laughs> and then they can, you know, uh, have fun wrestling around. And then when they fall over, somebody has to come and get them up. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that, because that would be one of the attractions, too, for young people and the men, probably. It would be. To wrestle with their their best friend to see who's the best. But with With those those suits, suits, there's not too much there. It would be rather (laughs) much damage that can do. Awkward, of course. (laughs) Let me wrap up now. The Greater Kansas City Japan Festival will be having its uh, uh, annual event this Saturday, the 7th, from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. at Johnson County Community College, traditional Japanese music performances, modern Japanese music performances, food, snacks, sweets, a bazaar, exhibits with swords, armor, kimonos, Japanese dolls, uh, gardening especially, workshops, demonstrations, cultural presentations, martial arts, a vendor's contest, all going on at the uh, Greater Kansas City Japan Festival, kcjapanfestival.org. That's where you want to go on the Internet, and it'll all be happening this Saturday out at Johnson County Community College. Thank you very much for being with us. Thank you so much. Jema Akers, she's the Outreach Manager for the Greater Kansas City Japan Festival. She was on another show yesterday. She probably has more lined up to be on. <laughs> but we're glad she stopped by here to talk to us about the festival. Thanks so much for inviting me. Oh, you're, you're, you're more than welcome on that. Let's take a brief break. When we return, we have uh, another uh, event to talk, talk to you about that's coming up very shortly when we return. You're listening to the Arts Magazine radio program right here on KKFI 90.1 FM. Thank you very much, Russ. You can hear Russ several times during the week here on KKFI with his freeze frame uh, feature. And then he has another feature as well with, uh, with a lady, and they talk about the latest films as well. And you can see Russ on a regular basis on Fox 4 Kansas City, usually on Friday mornings, but they repeat it several times. Uh, they give popcorn bags, uh, like... Great movie would be four popcorn bags and not so good, maybe half a popcorn bag. But we thank Russ for his freeze frame feature right here on the show. Welcome back to the Arts Magazine show right here on KKFI 90.1 FM, our community radio station right here in Kansas City. Next week, as I mentioned earlier, the Fall Fun Drive will be getting underway. It'll be a chance for you to uh, pledge your support for Community Radio, KKFI. The number to call, don't call now, because Phil is only now starting to plug in all the phones, so they won't ring. But the number you'll need to call is 888-931-0901. means Call from anywhere. It's a toll-free number. So from anywhere in the metropolitan area, if you're listening uh, online, for instance, and you're in Boston. I know we have listeners in Boston for some reason. I I see that shows up. uh, And yes, we know that. (laughs) The computer tells us that. We have uh, listeners in Boston. And if you want to call from there, call that 888 number, and that'll get you in as well with no additional charge to you. But the fun drive begins next week. So we have uh, a a lady I've worked with on occasion in some of my other jobs. Her, Her name is Sherry Roulette. Mosley. She is an actress here in the in the area. She's done many things, and with her is uh, Janice Martin. Yes. And Janice <laughs> is the treasurer, and uh, Sherry is a member of the That's Pink. Oh, you say Yes. Uh, that Pink Roulette Sisters Circle of Hope. 
Uh, it's a breast cancer support organization that was uh, started and created, uh, inspired by two of my sisters. Yes, I read that yes. in your email. Two of your sisters uh, passed away. Oh, actually, one passed, mm-hmm. but um, the other is in five. Is going on five years remission. Well, she's, uh, yeah, she's going. That's on five great. Years. Yes, yes and, uh, you, and you. As a family, you organized. Uh, yes, well, you know, my sister, my, my sister Trinice, that's the oldest, uh, second to the oldest. Uh, she was the one who got breast cancer, and uh, when she realized she had breast cancer, she got us together, and uh, we thought she was going to beat the the disease, and she did not do so. So, my youngest sister compelled her to get a mammogram, Sonia, and when she got the mammogram, um, she re- realized two weeks after burying Trinice, that she too had breast cancer. But fortunately for her, uh, we thank God that she um, discovered her breast cancer in an early enough stage where she was able to survive it. So our breast cancer organization, we really focus on the importance of mammograms as a way of uh, increasing your survival rates if you do have breast cancer. So us sisters got together and we felt we should honor the sister who survived and grieve with a purpose for the sister that we lost by starting this breast cancer organization. And uh, you have an event coming up. Uh, yes. This, well, not this Saturday, but the next Saturday, <laughs> mm-hmm. October the 14th from 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. It's called the That Pinks Saturday Jazz Brunch. Janice, uh, Janice Martin is the treasurer. Yes. yes, I am. And it will be from 12 to 4 at California's in Westport area. And we have a lot of things that's going to be offered, uh, silent auction. We have jazz, uh, going through. We have a brunch going through. We have, um, uh, poetry that's being read. We've got giveaways. So we want to make sure everyone that wants to attend and those who do not and that are interested in attending to please step by uh, our website and get the tickets they're forty dollars okay we're not supposed to mention prices but but they can find out at the website (laughs) on the website that is so correct they're supposed to find out on there so that pink uh jazz brunch is on the website yeah, you can yes, find out all about it. I suppose KKFI being well-known for its jazz and blues, they mm-hmm. want to know yeah. who's performing. Can you tell me that? Yes, yes. Victoria Barbie mm-hmm. is wow. called uh, <laughs> Darker and Dark. <laughs> and, oh, she is fabulous. She has she performed um, at the Phillips House. She was an ongoing mm-hmm. um, act there. And she performs also throughout Kansas City. She's also, Michael, is a local actress, and she does a lot of musical theater as well as other theater. And she is Fabulous, mm-hmm. and we are so excited to have her. Uh, she is entertaining when she performs, and she's engaging. And she was a real crowd pleaser last year, so we brought her back this year. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, KKFI is known for its jazz and blues. So yes. Anything you have like that, let well, us you know. know um, last year we had the event, our fundraiser at the Jazz Museum down uh, um, in Eighteenth Vine, and we realized that our family tends to lean toward jazz because my father was a jazz musician. <laughs> He was a drummer. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, performed for a lot of greats that came through jazz, Kansas City because, you know, Kansas was a big jazz yeah, haven. And so we tend to lean toward that naturally. Uh, I have a family of musicians uh, uh, who plays mus- uh, instruments. And so we tend to keep that theme throughout our uh, our that pink roulette is a circle of hope is he still with us no my father passed and but you know up until he passed um he was 84 wow. but even at 80 he was still performed he was a union uh, worker mm-hmm. he was still performed with some of the other local uh, musicians here mm-hmm. so i'm sure he smiles down every time <laughs> we throw that little jazz theme in there he smiles well, down. what was us. his first name name roulette adolf adolf roulette, roulette. yep he was a junior <laughs> Uh, yes. With, name some of the groups he might have played with, um, if you can remember. Oh, yes. He has played with uh, Charlie Parker when he came through oh, here, yeah. um, uh, Claude Fittler, uh, the, the Williams. Mm-hmm. In fact, my father was inducted into the Jazz Hall of Fame the same year as Count Basie and Claude Fittler. Mm-hmm. And we're just trying to find a picture for them to put on the uh, Hall of Fame down at the American Jazz oh, sure. Museum. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yes, he has... Um, 
played with several people, and he had jazz throughout our whole house. So we grew up with jazz along with other genres. Mm-hmm. So we're just kind of a music-based family. So when we have our fundraisers, we can't help but exactly. to make sure we have the music along with it. Kansas City is populated past and present by a lot of famous musicians. Oh, yes, no doubt about it. it so, is. And we just can't help but to be connected to that. It's just like in the DNA. It's just it's there. Yeah. Well, it was good that you had it then at the uh, at the, at the museum. But yes. Californos is very good mm-hmm. at uh, helping fundraising groups. KKFI, for instance, mm-hmm. has some of its events at Californos, mm-hmm. oh, wow. as well as other organizations. I know uh, uh, some of the opera groups, not, not the uh, lyric opera, mm-hmm. but, well, perhaps they do on occasion. But I know some of the smaller opera groups mm-hmm. also have fundraisers mm-hmm. there. We're looking forward to it. As well. mm-hmm. It's so a great venue. It is. Big room there. Big mm-hmm. room. They're going to allow us to use both of the both rooms. Both rooms, uh-huh. And the food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> can we talk about the food? Oh, of course you can. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you everything on the menu, but those who attend, Mm -hmm. I guarantee you, you're going to be satisfied. You're going to leave saying, oh, my goodness. We had to pick from the menu Mm -hmm. today. Mm -hmm. And I think we picked some pretty good selections. Some pretty good selections and mimosas. Oh, we're going to have some mimosas flying around and some other things. It's going to be signature pink. Signature pink (laughs) uh, uh, beverages. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a really nice event. And the best part is, is that it's going to help who we want to help. My sister and both sisters, uh, they had they were able to to afford getting treatment um, for their cancer. So when we started that pink, mm-hmm. we decided to reach out to women who do, don't have that. Uh, less fortunate, yeah, who's less fortunate, underserved women. Mm-hmm. So we coupled with um, Samuel U. Rogers and uh, some of the local. Uh, shelters to identify these women and what we do is we go into the shelters and we have a breast cancer awareness and we discover who has not had a mammogram because early detection Mm -hmm. early detection and we our last one was very uh moving for me because some of these women have been on a a waiting list just to be seen period for any kind of checkup and uh samuel rogers was there with us and there were um some younger ladies who uh, and otherwise could not get mammograms because, you know, the American Breast Society just determined that we have to be over 45 mm-hmm. exactly to for qualify age. for a mammogram. And this young lady has been having symptoms, had been having symptoms for a while. And uh, Samuel Rogers said, you come tomorrow, we'll take you in. And no waiting list. And they allowed them also to have their children to come and check in. So we are very, um, we're very inspired by that and that's what motivates us so when you come to our jazz festival uh our jazz uh, uh, event you're helping women who are in need and that's what our biggest focus is so while you're having fun and dancing remember, the, remember the cause mm-hmm. remember the cause mm-hmm. and know that you are helping to throw a punch for those who can no longer fight the breast cancer so in order so they can fight the breast cancer mm-hmm. janice is the treasure does the money raise go to a specific organization who doles it out or how does that work it, it goes to the uh, that pink organization as well samuel rogers we uh partnership with them and it helps out with those who don't have the insurance to pay for their breast cancer um mammograms the mammograms is the main thing is if you have the mammogram early enough, and that's what we're trying to reach, women that have the mammograms early enough to be detected if they have that gene or um, some type of uh, area that is in need of the service, this is our total goal. The total goal is to make sure they have early detection. And if we can afford and pay, help pay part of or all if they don't have insurance, this is the key. Sure. This is the key. So that's our, our whole goal for the nonprofit. Yeah. And I guess you dole it out as you see fit. Yes, yes, we, we we definitely do that. We have uh, people call in uh, to share to all the time, uh, saying what they need as far as sometimes it might be gas need to be turned on or uh, something's going to be shut off or whatever. We can try to help, but our main goal is the the mammograms. But we do help out in different areas. Now we I have the uh, website that they can go to. Should they? Should they call California? Should they just go to this website? What would you like them to do? Well, we would like them to uh, uh, to go to the website because not only does the website uh, lead them to how they can get the ticket, but also it tells them uh, it's a website that lets them know more about us mm-hmm. and what services that we offer. And if it's a service that we don't offer to help uh, someone who needs, who's facing breast cancer, uh, it lets them know that we will help 
to guide them to resources that will give them mm-hmm. what they need. Uh, so, yes, we would love for them to go to the website, uh, find out all about our jazz brunch, mm-hmm. and also find out just who we are and what we have to offer. Mm-hmm. If you, I'm, I'm assuming you want reservations made. So this is website is the best place to go to? Yes. yes. Okay, that's thatpink.wix.com slash forward slash that pink that's it it. (laughs) i'll repeat that again uh, at the end but it's happening on saturday october 14th from 12 p.m to 4 p.m since there's going to be live music uh, dancing raffles a silent (laughs) auction a buffet yes i also also on their featured artist david alston yes victoria barbie uh is she is in addition to him? Yes. Or is he in addition to her? He's in addition to her. I'm telling you, Michael. He's a great artist. This man, yes. Mm-hmm. He paints uh, performers um, or artists, I should say. He donated this beautiful painting of B.B. King. Oh, uh, Yeah, mm-hmm. on, on the guitar. And uh, he donated that to us for our silent Sign auction. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also donated other two other paintings to us. Uh, so one purchased to donate i should say to us but he's going to be there as well to uh, uh to talk to those who want to have other paintings or are interested in his other paintings and cynthia um hardeman she's a sketcher mm-hmm. and she's going to do she donated a beautiful sketch of of michelle obama mm-hmm. uh it's framed uh, last year she did my angelo, angelo yeah and that went like hot cake yes. I mean, <laughs> yes somebody bought it at the well, they bid it for the buy now price and just got it right away so we have some exciting people that are going to be there that have supported us that we are so appreciative of. Of mm-hmm. uh, we, I want to also say something. Just shout out to the Eastern Stars Faith One Ten One Ten. They held a, a, a fundraiser for us as well to donate to give helped us with this endeavor. We've just really have had a lot of people to help support us. Uh, we're just two years old but we have a lot of people who believe in our mission and we can't say thank you enough to them are you going to be performing as well (laughs) sherry doesn't doesn't tell this but if you get to know her you know she she is a stand-up artist yes she is well you know it's so funny i tried to keep them separated but sometimes they they should meet Um, because Mm -hmm. there are performers other actors that we have a very uh, generous theater community, as you know, and uh, I should try to find a way to marry the theater community with that pink, uh, because I do love the theater community and I do love what I do, but I kept it separated because, unfortunately, I ha- could only focus on <laughs> one thing. <laughs> she's, she's being very modest. She has performed on at the Apollo Theater yes. in a television show. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was that like? Uh, well. Uh, it's funny because of my dad. He never really uh, brought his work home, oh. uh, so kind of we kind of kind of grew up just thinking, trying to think of it as just work. And but you do get a little star-studded with some people. I got, when I was in um, um, Washington D.C., I got a chance to do a few things um, with uh, Spike Lee, and mm-hmm. I think that's the most starstruck I've ever been. <laughs> I was almost speechless when he would come over to give me directions where he wanted me to stand and. I mean, he's like only like five foot one, <laughs> but um, it, it, it was very. It was very, I very. I feel very fortunate to be able to experience it, and I try to keep it in perspective as a job because you can't really uh, allow that to determine um, how you view your work. Exactly, you know, it, it's, it's a television show, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it comes from the uh, the original Apollo Theater mm-hmm. in Harlem. Yeah, mm-hmm. it started with actually with uh, our own. Um, Remember uh, Stanford and Sons uh-huh. when they were on top of Kelly's? Mm-hmm. Remember that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I guess you opened Stanford. for uh, Ellen DeGeneres. Yes. Ellen DeGeneres, and I opened for her there, and um, and it kind of just snowballed to that. When I got to Chicago, I was able to be a part of Bernie Mac used to have a, a show called uh, The Macaronis, mm-hmm. um, and, and, and he performed at the at Milk Trainers, which is a, a small club in Chicago, and um, a, a comedian from Kansas City knew I had moved to Chicago and and got me involved with him and so I got a chance to meet some very very just wonderful people down to earth mm-hmm. some people think these people are untouchable but they really are very and they're about business 
they're funny on stage. I mean, Bernie Mac would act crazy on stage, but he was always about business and just always giving you support and it, things of that sort. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I'm covering the television, too, but she has a lot of local credits as well. But, yes, open mic at Stanford's. So mm-hmm. Opened it all up for you, I guess. Yeah. Doing, doing comedy gigs. You've also appeared in the movie Article 99 that mm-hmm. was filmed here. Yeah. In the, the hospital, was it St. Mary's? It was St. Oh, <laughs> Mary's <laughs> Hospital and had some pretty top billings. I don't know how well the movie did, but she was out with uh, us. Kiefer Sutherland. Mm-hmm. Forrest Whitaker. In her, his early days. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because Forrest Whitaker, uh, he actually uh, accepted the Charlie Parker Award that was given to him by Kansas City uh, Jazz Mutual, uh, the union. And my dad was actually there to perform that, you know, with during that event and because uh, he's did such an amazing portrayal of Charlie Parker, mm-hmm. uh, Forrest Whitaker, you know, Ray Liotta was in. It was um, it was a pretty nice yeah. cast. <laughs> like I said, they were very down to earth, right. you know, very down to earth. Um, uh, Lynn Whit- Whit- Whitfield, she was in it at that point, mm-hmm. just and and never uh, made you feel like you couldn't come and say anything to you, and they thought that they could give you some guidance and some advice on how to do a certain thing as far as camera-wise. Because mm-hmm. I'm not a film, I was not a film actress. I was uh, trained on stage. Sure. Um, it was just really uh, uh, some good experiences. I bet. You were also in an episode of Dallas. Yes, I was. Who were you in the, what, what was your character? Actually, you know, it's so funny. I did not have a character. Oh. Uh, I was actually there as an entertainer. And oh. they, as far as, a make-believe stand-up person. It was took place in a bar, and they were coming there, and I was on stage with the mic. And I can't even tell you what the scene was basically about because when you're in film, sometimes it's so quiet because <laughs> you kind of know what's going on around you, mm-hmm. and you kind of listen for the dialogue. But uh, I was on stage with a mic, and I heard a little shuffle, and I heard some of the dialogue, and that was it. I'm going to assume <laughs> JR was probably having a bourbon and branch in there. I bet. <laughs> he, he was known for his bourbon and branch. Uh, yes, that. But that that was a great experience. You have, but she has many local credits. She's appeared with the Coterie. She had a feature role uh, in Rosa Parks. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, uh, and I've, I want to say thank you to the uh, theater community again for the theaters who have actually hired me and casted me. You know, I, I feel very fortunate again that uh, people appreciate your. But you had to offer their theater because um, there's so much talent in Kansas City. So much. Uh, it's like the best kept secret in the Midwest. Kansas City is loaded with <laughs> mm-hmm. a, lot a lot of, of good theater. You know that. Mm-hmm. You probably interviewed well, a lot of good, well, a lot I, of people. <laughs> I sure have. Mm-hmm. The Metropolitan Ensemble Theater. What show did you do there? Or shows? Uh, the last one I, uh, I I did with Met the Met is um, a Gem of the Ocean. It's an August Wilson play, mm-hmm. and uh, it is his least uh, pop, not least, but the one that has not been um, uh, produced Mm -hmm. on stage Mm -hmm. the most. And, you know, Karen's known for uh, Mm -hmm. being uh, pretty bold. (laughs) (laughs) And when she called me and I read the script, I'm like, oh my gosh. I said, yes, too soon, maybe. But it's turned out to be um, really wonderful, very enriching. It sends you on a passage of through slavery up mm-hmm. until now, mm-hmm. and it was very um, spiritual for me to be truthful. You know, you, you kind of want to leave a play, whether you're in the audience mm-hmm. or on stage, a little changed. Uh, you don't want to leave unchanged, and it, it made me see things a lot differently than how I used to look at oh, them. sure. You've also mm-hmm. performed with Melting Pot. KC Melting Pot. Mm-hmm. Hello, Harvey mm-hmm. and Linda Williams. Yeah, the, the KC Melting Pot. Um, they started a few years ago, as you know, and um, I was one of the first ones on their stage. Also, when I say so supportive of that pink, they are so supportive. And, and Harvey, you know, he's an excellent actor. He is uh, so modest and so humble, and so is his wife, uh, Linda. And as soon as they knew I was stepping out for a while to start the organization, they were the first ones. That gave me the kind of support that um, I needed to help to get the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you can't say enough about the Williams. I love them. They like family. Mm-hmm. Um, I joke with Harvey all the time. <laughs> I say things probably to him that no one else could say. Because <laughs> 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 I like to ride them a little bit. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. 
that's all part of it. <laughs> Anything coming up you'd like to talk to the people about? Well, we just, I don't know if you know that, that, that if you know this, but the Midwest uh, dramatists just had their convention for the whole week. Um, I don't know if you're aware of that or not, but it was a, a, um, a multi-day event. And I just completed that. It was wonderful. People from all over the country uh, was involved, uh, playwrights, and they had nothing but good things to say. They were very impressed with the theater community, so well organized. Um, I think I performed in uh, eight short uh, plays there uh, before the weekend. And... um, uh, it was a great experience. A little worn out at the end, but it was wonderful. The next thing I have coming up is uh, it's called The Three uh, G's. It's a, a play about um, Coretta Scott King, um, Mayor Evers, and Betty Shabazz. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, uh, in real life, they used to um, meet up once a year at a resort just to release a lot of whatever they had to release, mm-hmm. uh, being widows mm-hmm. of such icons, uh, uh, peaceful people who wanted to fight for civil rights sure. uh so and i played coretta scott king um and uh oh lynn king she's an mm-hmm. actress she plays a part and so does um uh, karen um right so that should be the uh, westport community the Re- westport cultural arts centers they're producing it and it's going to be directed by jackie gafford so looking forward to that and I think I already told you about me now. As I get older, I have to have a script like five years before it's coming out. Now. Well, so, so now, folks, you know all about her and her organization. Yes. Uh, and remember, the That's Pink Saturday Jazz Brunch yes. coming up on Saturday, October the 14th from 12 p.m. To 4 p.m. at California's 4124 yes. Pennsylvania yes. Avenue in the heart of Westport. Come on out. If you need to map quest that, and you, you shouldn't, it's <laughs> right on Pennsylvania Avenue in Westport. But the zip code is 64111. Oh, they're going to have a buffet. The ladies told you what they yes. picked out. Drinks, live music, Victoria Barbie, uh, dancing. Are you going to dance? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Just some, a little bit of jazz dancing and the wobble. Do you <laughs> I don't know about the wobble, do you? Do you sing and dance in your uh, professional life? what I don't do. I do not <laughs> sing. I mean, unless it's going to be a comedy act, I do not sing. And I want to say thank you, too, if it's okay, right quick, to my board members. Of course, Janice Martin. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, Tammy Clark, who's our president. Uh, Donette Coleman. I don't know if you know she's an actress in Kansas City. Right. Also, but she's moved to St. Louis. She's a secretary, and then my wonderful sisters who have been with me from the beginning to the end, Shanzi Roulette-Spearman, Ruth Roulette, uh, and my sister, who's an a honorary uh, uh, member, Vita Roulette, and one, the one who inspired it, part of it is my baby sister, Sonia Roulette-Burn, so I have to say hi to them and, and a shout-out to them as well. Yeah, it's an organization started by sisters. Yes. yes. moved beyond that now, yes. and their uh, jazz brunch is coming yes. up on October 14th. From 12 p.m. noon to 4 p.m. at California's 4124 Pennsylvania Avenue in the heart of Westport. The website to go to for more information, thatpink.wix.com forward slash thatpink. And that will give you, and a search would probably get them. Yeah, they can click on the, it has a jazz brunch tab. And they can uh, click on that, or they can call me at 708-262-0416 for more information as well. Okay. I was I was hesitant to give her her number, but she did it. So. Yes, that's fine. <laughs> Thanks so much for being with us. Thank Janice, you. Janice Martin is the treasurer yes. of the organization. Mm-hmm. Ask her questions about that sort of thing. Oh, uh, tax uh, exempt, right? Yes, all your your tickets are tax deductible. Um, uh, we became the first thing we did was we actually became a. Um, um, a tax-exempt nonprofit organization uh, before we started out with anything because we knew that would be important as far as getting people to want to donate and to believe in our cause. So, yes, we are. And Sherry Roulette Mosley, thank you for being here as well. Thank you, Michael. She and her sister started the organization. You can ask her all about that. When you meet her. When you meet her. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. The Jazz Insider is next, oddly enough. He'll be playing some great jazz for you this afternoon. Jazz from 1 to 3. We'll have the blues from 3 to 6 right here on your community radio station, 90.1 FM KKFI, Kansas City's community radio. So until next, we meet, ladies and gentlemen, at that cross in the road. I'm Michael Hogue. We'll see you next time.